It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. That guy who dropped the ball is the reason the Kardashians are famous Kardashians because... Are famous. Ha! Yeah, no, that's Mike Vrabel, a Stanley Steamer carpet cleaner, dude. You know, he'll steam over some of the shittiest carpets you've ever seen. And Brando. Talking bills with your family could be like talking politics sometimes if Tremaine Edmonds' contract comes into discussion. On Buffalo Rumblings. Hey guys, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm here with my buddies Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast if you so choose. Part of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network Extravaganza. Here on a Wednesday evening, talking about these championship games coming up. But we're making some picks, making some bets. And uh gentlemen, how are we feeling? Does it does it feel like uh we're already in Bill's offseason mode already now? Yeah. It's a sad feeling. I we were just talking about Poyer and his Twitter picture being the Bulls last dance photo with MJ and Pippen and Robin. Uh, you know, we have Micah Hyde on his last year of his contract. Tremaine Edmonds could be coming back on a franchise tag. I don't even know what the linebacker franchise tag is, but this could be a if they decide to do it like that, that would be pretty cool. If they took team friendly one year deals to try to get a championship one more chance one more time with this group. Obviously, I don't have any news on that. I know Twitter didn't have any news on that. We're just speculating, but it's just sad thinking about it. Locker clean out. Brandon Bean's press conference. Did you did you guys listen to that? Did you take any tidbits from that yeah. at all? Not no big blockbuster moves. It, it didn't seem like they were exciting. It seems like the build is done, and now we're gonna be plugging holes, and and we ran out yeah. of opportunities. Well, I'm pretty sure Brandon Bean said something very similar last year, before we signed Von Miller. In the offseason. So I'm not saying that we're not going to have the cap room to be able to pull that off, of course. But like, you know, just that little asterisk. He likes setting expectations low and then blowing them out of the water. That's that's life goals right there. You know, yes, <laughs> that's that's correct, listeners. But we just need a couple. We just need a couple uh, Chris Hogan's on the squad, you know. But yeah, we yeah. just need some dude. We just need some cheap boys out of the out of the woodwork at every single position at the lowest <laughs> possible cost. And we should be all right. But yeah. <laughs> well, you could be looking at Christian Benford going to safety now too, which would be really cool. Cool. Um, if that works out really cool. I don't know if I want a sixth round rookie as my safety. Well, he'd be a, he'd be a second round. He'd be a second year player. <laughs> he was somebody who was starting a corner over Kyrie Elam early, this, earlier this year. So he was playing well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll so I I'll, I'll say this. I think that the overarching statement about next year I think that a lot of the success, and it's not make or break necessarily, but a lot of the success is going to ride on players that were drafted this last year. Yeah. James Cook, uh, Kyra Elam, Christian Benford as well. Um, and, and, you know, you've got the third round linebacker, Terrell Bernard, who wasn't even active in the last game. So it's it's like, what are, what are you doing there if you had a third round pick who's not contributing at this point? You know, what does that look like? He doesn't look like he's slated to replace Tremaine Edmonds. No, if I mean, he Tremaine stunk up the joint to... in the Jets game when Tremaine couldn't play. So it's hard to know. <laughs> they did lose that game. It's going to be tough because nobody has that size and speed. We can talk about it all season long. We can talk about it all off season long. These guys are not going to be easy to replace. But you're right about these drafts. You have to You have to get impact from your picks if that's your only form of currency then you either got to trade them and get established players 
and then you're going to pay a premium in the salary unless you get a guy in like a second, third or fourth year, right? On that young contract. But then you're not getting the true bang for your buck. Cause you could just draft somebody who's good, right? As every team would do. <laughs> um, but I think you're going to see a mix of this draft class coming up between, I think there's going to be some moves. We're going to make a trade. I think he's going to use those picks as currency to fill holes. Um, outside of the draft. And and when you're looking at the free agent guys, you might get a, another version of a Robert Saffold, who was Ty Inseki. He was a good quality uh, tackle and, and for a year. For about 12 months. For a year. <laughs> I think you're going to get more of this. That. If that. I think it's how it's going to be, uh, this patchwork team. You're going to see what they value most. Do you value putting $11 million at linebacker? Do you value putting... If you have $22 million between Tremaine and Poyer... Do you take Tremaine and Poirier or do you take Deronde Hopkins? And then do you put Benford and Bernard out there? And does that does that change your win loss? Because if you have Hopkins and Diggs, that might change the line on the teams. Like like if you we, we saw it before in the Jets game, Tremaine Edmonds is out and the game line barely moves, right? Nothing changes. But if if Diggs were to be out, the line probably moves decently, right? So it's like what player is more value to the impactfulness of your team. And and you're going to find out. We're going to find out what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott think. I just want to know what the last player we drafted who has received a Pro Bowl not. Wyatt is. Teller. Is it? Yep. That's Wyatt Teller? Josh Allen draft. So it would be Tremaine Edmonds, Josh Allen. Six, sixth round or seventh Aaron round of the, the Josh Allen draft. Yeah, I mean, what a draft that was. So that's five years without drafting a Pro Bowler. I mean, interesting. Hopefully they turn that around this year. I mean, then they, they hit the draft out of the park, but you know, I think that the model moving forward might be a little bit more you know, they've invested so much on the defense. They've invested Von Miller is the biggest addition to that recently. Uh, I think the model these days is even leaning more towards like, you know, McDermott, you're a defensive minded head coach, you know, whether or not Leslie Frazier is here next year, which it's looking like he will be like you guys, should be able to get the most out of just about anybody, really. I mean, they've had a top defense. It's easy to be critical when they don't look good in the playoffs, but overall, you're going up against high-quality offenses. Your defense is not going to look great all the time. Um, so you might be looking at how little can we get by with on defense and uh, just uh, slow. That... Hey, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, not on purpose, in lieu of offensive players. Like, again, what Brandon said – you have a limited number of assets to invest. Are you going to keep investing in them on defense like it's 2004 or are you going to invest them on offense like it's 2023? You know, some any one of these defensive linemen, would you rather have an AJ Epinesa right now or, you know, a receiver Watson, like second round pick like AJ Brown who came out of the second round or something well, like that? I'm just, I'm I know just it's, saying it's like it's not I easy mean, to hit, but I mean, if you look at it this way. I mean, the what if you're the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, people think about all the money they spent on offense, but like when you think about it, they spent a lot of money on the other side of the ball as well. I mean, it's not like, um, what's his name? CJ Gardner Johnson. It's not like Darius Slay. It's not like Hassan Reddick. Like, you know what I mean? Those are guys that they brought in for a bunch of money. Like, you could easily say, not to play devil's advocate, even the Chiefs. I mean, there's a lot of guys that you could say, you know, whether you're talking Melvin Ingram, you know, I mean, for as good as these teams are investing on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like sometimes it like it, it, it you know, it's understated. I don't know. I just I, I do think, especially with the Eagles, there's a lot of guys. I would almost say they might spend more money 
on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. I mean, that's a good but. question to see what they do. Cause you got to know also though, they have the best lines offensive and defensive in football. Yeah. So that's another huge component is we don't, but the assets that have been put into it should determine that you do. So again, you got two stops. You got two stops in Kansas city on the 13 second team. Your defense got two stops. And how many did they get against the Bengals? How many stops did they have? Four, three, maybe one or two punts, two, maybe. And you put all that money, your defensive head coach and you get shredded when it counts the most. So again, would you, what changes the outcome of the game? You're, you could not stop the highest scoring teams four years in a row. Now in the playoffs, you got beat by 28 points. The other opponents scored 28, 34. Would they get in the AFC championship game? 34 again. Houston was in the upper 20s, right? It was like, what, 24, 18, something like that. Um, so you, you have seen it done. And if you're going to keep doing it, if you're going to beat this road down this path, if you're going to beat the ball down this path, whatever you want to say. I don't like it. I, I think you have to realize something has to change. And I like somebody called in to WGR. Maybe it was the post game show, but they were comparing. We're talking about the last dance with the Bulls, but they were talking about Sean McDermott being parallel with Doug Collins. Right. They set him up. They pulled him out of the they, Doug Collins set up the Bulls early, yes. early Michael Jordan. Right. Eighty six to eighty nine. And then Phil Jackson. Who's our Phil in. Jackson, though? Who's our Phil Jackson? Sean Payton. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Um I don't know. And I'm just, I keep talking about this with some of the coworkers at, at school and Dan Quinn in Atlanta, when they let go of Kyle Shanahan, I just, I don't want to see that happen here to see where you let your offensive coordinator leave. And now the giants are going to be this like Andy Reed type offense with Brian Dayball and Sean McDermott's going to revert to his defensive guts and they're going to go opposite directions. And, and now the bills need, diversity on offense and they need creativity on offense but their defense is the reason why they're losing their games but you, you need a Dable you don't need a McDermott you know what I mean like I don't know and you don't want to see like Atlanta go from a 13 win team to a six win team and have a all pro quarterback to a bust of a quarterback in two years you know you don't want to see this happen and it does happen in the NFL um, so you just want to make sure that doesn't happen so I think they're going to I hope that they can realize it. Brandon Bean's really smart. He's very good at asset management. He's very good at watching the team's final games and making adjustments. Duke Williams had 12 targets. They go get Stefan Diggs. Your team gives up oodles of points in a playoff game. You draft Greg Russo to go after the quarterback. And it paid off in that first Chiefs game. Greg Russo yeah, was a big yeah, reason. Tip that ball up in the regular season, and then you lose in the 13 seconds game after Jerry Hughes comes inches away from ending it. You go out and you get Von Miller. So I'm curious to see what he sees about this team because you would say the offense lost them this game. Defense let up 28 points. This offense should score 30. And only put up 10. So yeah, like there's there's obviously an issue there, and it, it probably starts up front, honestly. Aside from getting another weapon to pair with digs. It probably starts up front. The offensive line sucked that game. Well, and it's it not was, like we haven't awful. expended resources into the offensive line either. I mean, that's the right, scary part. Right. right. But they might, you know, it's, it's been since Deion Dawkins where they really invested a premium pick. I mean, Spencer Brown was a third, so you might see a free agent signing, but again, Roger Saffold, 
towards the end of the year really wasn't cutting it. So I, you know, I haven't broken down film on Ryan Bates or anything like that, but I guess, I guess we'll see. Cause something else needs to, uh, definitely needs to happen there. And, uh, the well, Aaron Roger Saffold the- getting a, he got in a car accident too. I want to say like a week after signing with the bills too. I mean, there's just uh, been a lot of bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Definitely some extenuating circumstances that the, the bills fought through this year. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's part of it too. It's not just all the things we just talked about. It's also, what this team went through with DeMar, what they went through with having a game moved, what they went through to get out of their houses to get to Detroit for that game. I mean, it's just like it's been one thing after another and a football season is hard enough. And, you know, a lot of these guys are spending 12 hours at the facility six days a week. So, you know, all that adversity on top of that, you definitely saw it in these last few games. They barely beat Miami. They barely beat the Patriots the week before. They could have lost either of those games. And uh, those were teams that, you know, if they're at full force, I think they should definitely be blowing out. But anyway, we got some picks to make. Can you give us an update? Yeah, let's let's take a look at these records. We yes. All right. So last week we picked eight picks total. We had four games straight up and four against the spread. Obviously, Pat, overall, your record was four and four. Uh, and Brandon, and I went five and three. Uh, so, Pat, that brings your overall record to 64 and 57. I'm at 68 and 53 and Brandon, you were at 66 and 55. Okay. So guys are all all we're, all in the, we're all in the green. Those are all which good. Is good. We are. So we got four picks to make this week. We've got both championship games and we're picking the spreads as well. So uh, if you guys are ready, let's go ahead and make some picks. For the guys to pick their picks in the pick six pickums. All right, first up, we got the NFC Championship game. San Francisco is playing at Lincoln Financial in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is currently favored by two and a half. Pat, can I get both your picks first? Put you on the spot here. Yeah. What's the, you said two and a half points spread. God, yep. this is. This is so hard. And like, did you, I mean, even when Brock Purdy played Jalen Hurts in college, it was still like an extremely close game. So, I mean, both teams are so effing good. It's, it's very difficult to 15 and four versus 15 and three. It's like, I mean, I got to give the advantage to the Eagles just because they're at home. And just because Jalen Hurts has been here before. I mean, do I think in terms of pure offensive talent that the Eagles have what the Niners have? No, but hopefully Brock slips up here. I mean, maybe he grows, you know, a, a hair out of his chin and forgets to shave it and it rubs up against his, you know, chin strap and he's aggravated or something. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I gotta pick I gotta pick the Eagles to win and cover, but I would I would love to see Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. I think that would be really cool. Eagles both ways. That's interesting. So this is again unstoppable force versus immovable object. I'm looking at the stats right here. Niners are first in pass DVOA under Brock Purdy, but guess who's the number one passing defense? Philadelphia Eagles. Guess who has the best rushing offense in the league? The Eagles. And guess who has the best, second best run defense in the league? Yes. The Niners. So this is, it's an even game. I'm going to pick the same thing that Pat picked. Give me the Eagles to win and to cover only because Jalen Hurts. I, I'm not going to bet on a rookie quarterback to win. Yeah. Go to the Super well, Bowl. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy it, Eagles fans, because this is as talented as your team will ever be before your quarterback starts making more money and you got to start getting <laughs> some more economically <laughs> viable options. But And I still think whoever... I the Eagles to win and cover, Mikey. 
<laughs> and I still think whoever wins that game loses to Bengals, probably. Which I'll I won't get ahead of myself, but John, you uh, you go first. <laughs> well, I mean, my pick is pretty boring because I've got the same thing written down as you guys: Philly to win, Philly to cover. They just they're the ones who look like an unstoppable force right now. San Fran obviously looked. Uh, well, they didn't score. What did they score? Nineteen points. Yeah, they didn't put up a lot of points against a Dallas defense that definitely we think they should. So, who knows what it's going to look like? But I like I like Philly on the money line and Philly minus two and a half. I think this is going to look like last year's game between the Packers and the Niners. It was like 10-12 or something like that. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers did have a chance to win it, and they didn't. But Jalen Hurts will find a way this time. Like the like Drake and Josh. <laughs> found a way. I'll lead off the next one. I think Bengals are going to take out Kansas City. I think they're going to cover. So as far as spread goes, Cincinnati going in Kansas City. Cincinnati... Is this is a pick'em game in some places, but on DraftKings, Cincinnati is favored by one. So that's we're gonna that's how we're gonna pick it. Cincinnati's so. favored by one on the road. Yep. They've beaten their four and zero against Mahomes, and, and I'm gonna pick them until they lose. So you show me that you can beat the Bengals one time here, and I'll I'll believe you, Kansas City, next year. But I'm taking Joe Burrow. There's they have too many weapons for any defense, except for maybe Eagles or Philly. That'll be a good matchup, but I'll take the Bengals. Joe Burrow, I always will. If I lose, I want the team that beat me to win the Super Bowl. I want to lose to the Super Bowl champions. So um, it makes our loss feel better. makes me feel a little bit better about ourselves. It's a uh, totally non-anecdotal method of choice here, but it's uh, give me Joe Burrow to win this game. I've got the same thing written down, so hopefully Pat mixes it up a little bit for us. I, I really don't know what to think about Patrick Mahomes' leg. And even if Patrick Mahomes was 100%. Oh, we haven't even talked about his injury. I know. Even if he was 100%, I think I might still go Cincinnati here. I mean, they've they've proved it. They've proved it in, in Arrowhead, in an AFC championship game, in the regular season. All, they've checked all those boxes. And uh, so. They went on the road to win in a snow globe. Maybe it's time for Kansas City to pull one out. But um, I'm, I'm going to keep riding Cincinnati until they lose, like you said. So. Pat, what what are you thinking? You you seem to be disrespected by, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Listen, he's the Patrick Mahomes right now. If he died Roberto Clemente style, they would they would recognize him as the greatest man ever to play quarterback. Tom Brady would be number two. I'm just gonna throw that out. You're probably right. Number two, this man torched. Well, I wouldn't say torched, but he came out and got the W hobbling around. Let's let's not forget they got this man will be he'll be jacked up on a Neprivacaine Toradol cocktail into the ankle like I mean that's what it's the NFL <laughs> they got big boy drugs for someone who's got a you know non broken limb I think he'll be fine and you got to remember this man I mean he's Tordal. he's got weapons so his he's liver said. will be shot probably by the end of his NFL playing career but I don't think I don't think the ankle is as big of a deal as we think just because it's not like it's a ligament tear or anything it's literally a sprained ankle like I'm sure they'll injury you know, they'll give him some nerve blockers. Banners hang forever. Banners hang forever. I'll tell you what, too. I'm not a betting man, but I would almost bet Kadarius Tony to score a touchdown in this game. Really? I I have a sense that it will happen. Interesting that you start with that. Yes. You think he's going to stay healthy enough to get a touchdown? I hope so. I feel like he's always hobbled. Well, I feel like it's always the second and third guys in the Chiefs offense that, like, you know what I mean? End up tearing it up. So who's right. two? Is it Juju or is it or Tony? MBS? They have well, a, think, they have a bunch of number twos, really. Well, that's what I was. Th- I think it probably goes Juju, MVS, 
And then Kadarius Tony. All below, all below Travis Kelsey, who is the de facto number one, really. Yeah. Yeah. But So what what are your picks for this game? Chiefs. Kansas City money line. Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. And Kansas City plus one. Yep. Patrick Mahomes hurt at home. The uh quasi outdated race this call of the Kansas City Chiefs propels him to victory. And um, yeah. So it'll be cool. <laughs> With with records that we have here, something's gonna budge with with that pick with Pat that he just chose, and uh, you know just give ourselves a little pat on the back for for being ten games over five hundred because that's a profitable line right there, and it's the reason why DraftKings sponsors us. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have some sponsorable uh, bets right here, Brandon? I do. I'm, we just I'm talked to know. We just talked about we, it. These we four. do, but we got to get a break in before we do that. So when we get back, we're going to talk some Brando's bets that we're going to be looking at for this weekend. So stick around. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, you just heard it. Four NFL teams. You heard our picks. Two conference championship games and a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg that you add into a parlay up to 100%. Did you like what Pat said? Canarius, Tony, touchdown? Did you like our game picks? Niners, Eagles, Chiefs, Bengals, put those in there. Look at Joe Burrow's passing yards. Look at T. Higgins receiving yards. Look at Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey. All of the stars are here. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code NABP. New customers can bet just $5 on the conference championship and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code NABP for not another Buffalo podcast minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details did you hear tony meowing i think that's good though i think that's ambiance <laughs> all right brando what are we uh what are we rolling up this week with some brando's bets oh wait you know what i almost forgot we gotta, we gotta play the theme song here time for brando's bets financial advice please gamble responsibly Ladies and gentlemen, it's tough to not have a Bills game to bet on this week, especially with the dud of a game last week where probably most of our bets failed. But this week's a new week, and I have a cool one that I think pulls from a little bit from both games. We've got a star from the NFC, a star from the AFC. Parlay them together. I like what I have here. Christian McCaffrey for the Brock Purdy-led offense. Christian McCaffrey's been doing pretty well. Into the playoffs, his rushing yards over 60, 60.5 over rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey. I have here and then I parlay that with over one and a half Joe Burrow passing touchdowns. I like this. The Christian McCaffrey leg is minus 115 and the over one and a half passing touchdowns for Joe Burrow is minus 175. You parlay those together, you get plus 193. So you put 
10 bucks on that pays out 30. It's like 29.37. So it's got really nice value. Joe Burrow threw, he had two touchdowns last week against the Bills. The guy's a touchdown machine. Um, went third to only Allen and Mahomes in the league all season. And Christian McCaffrey getting a lot of touches in this Kyle Shanahan offense. They have a great offensive line over there in San Francisco, and they they scheme up a lot of nice run plays for him. He's able to get chunk yards. He could get that on two runs with that 49ers rushing offense. So I like that. Good value. Let's hope to uh, turn Brando's bets around into this championship game weekend. What do you guys think? Was the second leg, uh, sorry, over one and a half passing touchdowns for Joe Burrow? Correct. I think that's pretty fair. It is. So that has hit five out of the last seven games, and the only two that didn't hit were both Baltimore, who played him very well. So I don't expect the Kansas City defense to lock him down like Baltimore did. And as far as your Christian McCaffrey yardage, um, over the last... 60.5. 60 and a half. It's so weird. He alternates games, so... Um, so is this total going, yardage though, or is it rushing yards? Just rushing yards, right? So over the last five games, Christian McCaffrey has gone 108, 46, 121, 45, 119, 35. So when he gets there, he usually passes 100 too. So if you want to spice up your that parlay, you can go alternate overs over that. Or if you want like a surefire thing that'll drop your odds a little bit, over 40, you're going to get really crappy odds, but you know, that's pretty much a given at this point. Yeah. You feel good about that up against that Philly run defense. I do only because rookie quarterback, they're going to manufacture stuff for him. It's there. He's their centerpiece on offense with Samuel. So Kyle Shanahan's not going to go into a championship game and not use a weapon that they traded for. I think they have really good asset management. They go get a guy and they use him. It's unlike the Bills. You go get Naheem Himes and you give him 11 touches or give him 13 touches in 11 games. You know, you go get James Cook, you barely use him. You go get Christian McCaffrey, you used him and it paid off for them. Cool. I think it'll fit. I like it. I like it. What, what were our final odds on that? Did we end up in plus, plus 193? Oh, almost plus 200. That's good. That should uh, make up some ground if that hits. I like it. All right. Well, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Uh, shoot us your thoughts. Thanks for uh, a couple of people said some nice things about the last episode. So that was good. I had a fun time talking with you guys. And uh, of course, we'll uh, hopefully be doing a show from London next year. That would be pretty cool. That would be, be freaking cool. awesome. Yes. But we'll see. So you guys will be teaching English over there, right? So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>